who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez he's back and better than ever Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Let's put, let's put that uh, Bischoff song in. I'm back. That's good enough. That's all we need. Better than ever. Bischoff's been trolling everyone on Twitter lately. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow yeah. us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Please do, and please tell your friends to follow us as well. You can follow our Instagram page, PPW underscore podcast, and then find all of our shows for free, past shows, future shows, your favorite podcast app just search positively processing podcast we will be there for you with fun nostalgic wrestling content sometimes special guests like last week nate aka ring skirts came on get a lot of good feedback i'm sure you didn't listen to it because you don't listen to any of our shows if you're not on it so there was nate was telling a story about how he was with his friend and his friend's dad and they had the hasbro ring at a mall they were at and he had really? never, he, and like he needed it like bad. And he's like, I had $5 on me. And he's like, I told this kid's dad, <laughs> he's like, please buy this, like whatever. And I was just like, I like generally, like, I will suck your dick. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, God. He never said that. No, he didn't, but he might have. <laughs> With the Hasbro ring. So follow Nate on Twitter at Ring Skirts and go check that show out. It was about collecting quests and things like that. So go follow him and uh, appreciate him coming on and everyone, all of our special guests that come on. But Eric's back, and we are this week going to be talking about something fun, something kind of turns out to be timely because of the AEW announcements last night and all the stuff going on. Our favorite bloody matches, matches that involve blood. Now, this isn't going to be the definitive, the best, most essential blood matches ever. But these are just matches we just oh, picked. Oh, it is. It is. Let's just put it out there. These are just matches we picked, right? And <laughs> yeah. we this, this could definitely be a part two show as I was doing this. because It could be a part 20 show. Yeah, there's a lot of matches and there's, uh, there's so many. I mean, obviously the one everyone thinks about is Austin Brett WrestleMania 13, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not going to talk about that in this show because we're just talking no. about other ones we have before. I thought about talking about the the Shawn Michaels, Hell in a Cell, Taker. I'm not going to talk about that. We're not? Okay, I'm going no, to. I'm going to no. chat about that a little bit. I feel like we've covered it like three times already. You're probably right. We probably have, <laughs> which is another reason why we're picking other matches we haven't really talked about. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Before we get into the main show, as always, we ask Eric and me, any any wrestling stuff you've had your eye on in the past couple of weeks? Anything you've picked up? Any other collectibles or other fun stuff you've been looking to add to your wrestling collection? Uh, well, since I kind of work down the street from a Target now, every time I get out of uh, work, I work at a, a party city out here. And when I get out of work, I'll I'll stop by Target to see if they got the, the Royal Rumble figures. And I need the Yokozuna and the Dakota Kai. So I'll stop in there every night. And like, but I wish you told mode. me you were looking for Yoko. I've seen Yoko like five times. Oh, okay. Yeah, next time you see him, if okay. you can grab him for me. I but, will. Um, yeah, I'll go in. They just have the same uh, Hall of Fame, Triple H. The Legends. 40, yeah, 40,000 40, yep. Hurricanes and Bob yeah. Hortons. Hurricane's going to be the peg warmer. I mean, what's also funny with the Jake is I've seen the chase a bunch, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I stopped seeing him. So maybe I should have grabbed it. But I didn't like the chase. I like the, the flame. Yeah tastes better and me too well that chase i think was a match with sting at wcw and i'm not yeah. like a huge fan of like my uh wwf icons in wcw so that's not something i really want to get anyway yeah and i have the other jake legends with the green talk trunks and that one was mm-hmm. awesome and he signed it so i mean i don't need another one you know I'm yeah gonna... was that one a chase the green trunks one was yeah. i believe because the it was like the the burgundy purpley ones where those was the standard so yeah that's the one i have yeah it's a great one i think that's I would argue that might be the best Jake Roberts. Well, I have the one in the in the white tights, where I think he's got uh, the like this. Uh, what is it? I Medusa? forget what it was. Medusa on the side, maybe. 
Okay. I think so. He's he's packed away right now because I got the burgundy one out. Okay. So, I mean, you clearly think that's the best one. Uh, be, well, only because it's in package. And I okay. can display it next to my Jake the Snake Robert signed Pick Your Poison DVD that's there encapsulated in a nice uh, shadow box. Nice. Looking yeah. good. Anything else? Just just you're just looking for the Royal Rumble set. Yeah, the Royal Rumble set. Uh, no, not so much for the Canadian earthquake because I've I've got the uh, natural disasters earthquake. Yeah. And what's the other one? There's the Hall of Fame. There's the uh, Biggie. So I mean, I don't really, I, I don't need Biggie. I've got uh, yeah the Biggies already. Yeah. The Yoko does look good. Um, I don't know. I I passed on that whole set. And mm-hmm. I'm just being more selective with what I'm getting because I'm starting to sell a few things and then keep a few things and. We'll see. Uh, I didn't get the retros, the the first set. I didn't pre-order those, the new retros. I'm just like, I don't, I don't need them, you know. And all these guys, except for Mr. T, are dead. Or I guess Bob Borton's not dead, but um, I don't need them them signed. And no, me neither. I don't know. I'm actually selling some of my retros, but keeping some of them, I don't know. It's just I'm looking again. I'm like, do I need these? So what yeah, I never really got into the retros. Um, you know, I, I did pick up a first wave hit. There was, I saw a couple mm-hmm. Warriors. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go with The Undertaker. Because at the time, he was like one to a pack. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll get this one. But I guess down the road, he's more common or became more common. So I yeah. picked him up. And then I think I just got AJ and Daniel Bryan after watching them in, mm-hmm. the, in the finals tournament on a SmackDown. I'm like, man, these guys are really good. So I don't know. It just kind of hit me at the time to see what kind of figures I, I don't have of them. So I got the yeah. uh, retros. So. Those are the only three I have. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not really looking for anything. I've, I got that one sting I wanted from ringside from AEW. I don't like the Chase or one at Walmart, the half Darby Allen face paint one. I like mm-hmm. the regular sting better, so I'm glad I got that one. I kind of am hoping that the AEW set that's out with like Chris Statlander shows up in stores because I don't want to spend $28 from ringside on it. Yeah, And I get it. Like, I'm going <clears> to waste money looking at gas and all that, but it's just... I feel better about myself if I don't spend all that money, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, Alexa Bliss, the Ultimate. I mean, it's like $36 on ringside, but I'm thinking like it's $7, and I don't have to like keep going well, or calling. Well, here's the deal. It's 32 bucks at Target now for Ultimates. But it, are you ever going to see an Alexa? I'm like, Maybe. I don't care. I'll get it. Did, because you, did it's, it come it's $50. yet? No. Um, okay. Well, I ordered it. I didn't get a shipping notification on it, but then I also got the MVP you know, the suit to kind of go along with my Lashley. So there you go. I think that came to like $51. I, I try not to go too much over 50 if I don't have to. So mm-hmm. that's perfect. You just need that free shipping. That's all I need. Because <laughs> yeah. I figure it might be $8, $10 for shipping. I almost grabbed, they had the Orland Target, they had some Undertaker Ultimates, and I almost grabbed it, but I'm like, eh, I'm going to pass on this one. it got to be selective, you know? Yeah. No, I, I did just see that on Target's website. I'm like, hmm, that looks kind of cool. But I also have the, the one that was like the redo of the San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, undertaker with the big um big cape and like the yeah the old get up you know i've also got my eye on the blood and guts the exploding death wire match or barbed wire match with moxley mm-hmm. and omega two-pack it looks pretty sweet um i'm gonna kind of wait we'll see it's 60 bucks which is expensive so we'll see i'm, I'm kind of that might be one i grab and with the theme of of our show here. Yeah. I got my blood and guts, uh, Britt Baker, I told you last time. Yeah. I got the blood and guts, Cody and Dustin. And that's another bloody match that we're not going to talk about this week's show. <laughs> uh, but that's a great one, too, that involved blood. And that one's one that really helped the match. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, anything else you've kept your eye on? Or you're uh, that about it? That's about it. I've just been more watching... You know, Netflix shows, Hulu shows, Pam and Tommy, Ozark, messing around with my uh, Frankenstein puzzle that I got for Christmas. And, okay. You know, working, just sure. kind of, not guy? really watching a whole lot of wrestling, but if I do, it's like, I fast forward a lot through Raw, I watch uh, Dynamite, you know, kind of skip through some segments on that, and just trying to keep you, up, but it's not Do you like, see what happened last night where Punk challenged MGF to the dog collar I, match? I didn't watch last night yet. But you know, I just told you. Yeah. So they're going to do a dog collar match which is one of the matches we're going to talk about on this week's show. Oh, okay. So it's timely. Uh, And then the other thing is I've been – I got a big reading kick lately in general. Mm -hmm. I'm like one of those terrible people. I'm not terrible, but I'm an idiot. Where I read three books at the same time, I kind of like just – I don't know why I just do it. So I just finished the Young Bucks book finally, and it was really, really good. The children's book? No, (laughs) their biography. (laughs) And it's – I highly recommend people check out it. Even if you're not a big fan of theirs, you think they're like obnoxious or annoying. 
it gave me a much bigger i like them all. i've always liked the young books kind of their do-it-yourself attitude but uh-huh. this book was even better like you didn't realize how broke they were and is that and that just, kill in the business yeah okay it's great i got it from the i got it from the library i'm a big library guy now <laughs> they get everything for free if you if you don't if they don't have it they'll get it for you for free just put hey, a request hey i gotta i gotta go back in and pay my two dollars that i owe from <laughs> 17 years ago i'm telling you man they think you can rent video games movies for free all that stuff for free so big library guy wow. highly recommended uh and again if there's a book you want they don't have just put a request in and they'll we'll buy it for you and it'll oh it's be awesome in system. yeah go check them out shoot do it man so the Young Bucks book, highly recommended for people looking to read a book. Maybe you're going to go to WrestleMania, you need something to read in the plane, or you're driving down there, or whatever, audiobook, Killing the Business, Young Bucks book. Go check it out. Highly recommended. I also read Dave Grohl's book, also very recommended. And now I'm reading the called the, it's called Too Sweet Inside the Indie Wrestling Revolution, or whatever. So... So right. far, that's kind of okay. <clears throat> Do you, you get your stories mixed up as you read all three of them? No, because the subjects are always so so different. Oh, okay. Like I was reading Barack Obama's book, and I was reading uh, what was I reading? Uh, the Andre the Giant book, and then like a different one at the same time. So it's just yeah, I'm all over the place. It's good. All right, it's, it's like watching uh, you know ten different shows and keeping pretty them much, pretty much, pretty much makes sense. Yeah, man. All right. Let's let's kick into this show here. So we I I got the idea a few weeks ago to do this. Our favorite matches involving blood. Mm-hmm. And not even again, not even our favorite, just ones we kind of wanted to chat about. So before we go through a couple of the matches we we watched and want to talk about, what are your thoughts on blood in wrestling? Is it changed since you've gotten older? Did you like it more younger? What are your thoughts? I have always been surprised by blood. And sometimes a lot of bloody matches are boring. So, I mean, that's, <clears throat> I need a match to be exciting. Blood is, is a good bonus, but it doesn't have to be part of it. Mm-hmm. But if it is there, you know, it's just, it just makes it part of the story too. So, um, not, you know, just blood itself. I, I don't really care, but you know, if it, if it makes the story a lot better and I don't know, it, it makes it a lot better when someone has blonde hair too, or, you know, white tights or something like that it just makes everything look good. And even just like the pouring, just like dripping like a sieve, <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of gross, but at the same time, I'm also thinking like, is this guy going to bleed out? You know, cause you know, you hear about that, like, oh, he bled out. Like how much blood can you, can you actually like lose before you like pass out or you got to call medical? So it, it makes like the danger part of it too. Like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I hope he's okay. Do you get ever queasy or like grossed out by it, or are you just kind of no, desensitized? no, no, no. I, I, um, yeah, I'm not. Des- I'm not. I guess I am desensitized. Not that, I, <laughs> not that I ever was like queasy about it. It's just mm-hmm. I don't know. as I've gotten older, I don't like it as much. I feel like mm-hmm. I love AEW. I feel like they use blood too much sometimes. Uh, like, did you watch that Hangman versus Lance Archer match, the Texas no. Death Match? Oh God, no. it was so much blood. You got to start. I mean, I guess you don't have to. We're a retro wrestling show, so whatever. <laughs> but yeah it's it's sometimes as i've gotten older i'm like oh god this is too much and i think of like the kids in the crowd watching it and then i'm like yeah i think of the sanitary issue and like a guy's all bloody gets thrown into the front row i'm like oh man mm-hmm. if i yeah, was in the front the row blood i'd be spraying all i'd over be the place. freaking out if like i was sitting front row and some guy's blood got all over me i'd be like oh god i'm out oh my god <laughs> oh my god i'd be <laughs> i have <out>. pepsi <laughs> i don't know about that but i'd be freaking out like what if you had your beer and blood got in your oh god oh i mean i i dispose of the beer no, you wouldn't. You're so cheap. You would just like, oh, let me scoop no, this no, out. No, I, no, I, I, would, I would throw it out. Really? Yeah, come on. Would you just just pour a little bit out? Just pour a little bit out. You're no, okay. no, no. It's, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of my... That's, I do think in some of the matches we're going to talk about, it helped a lot. It helped make the match that much better. Mm-hmm. There's one match I'm going to have a controversial opinion on where I do not think the blood was necessary. So we'll get to there. Oh, uh, is yeah, it man. one of my matches? Yes, it is. Uh oh. So let's Uh-oh. start. Let's start <laughs> with one where I think the blood was necessary and helped okay. a lot. <clears throat> one of my favorite matches of all time. Period. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ric Flair WrestleMania Eight WWF Championship. Now this is awesome because Ric Flair's got the blonde hair, mm-hmm. so whenever he gets blood in his hair, it just stands out like a sore thumb. It's awesome. And this was such a blood feud, like a blood feud. Because Rick was saying, hey, Macho, I banged your wife. <laughs> That's basically what he was saying. <laughs> I got pictures. Yeah. They'll be in the magazine. We're going to show them at, at the uh, Hoosier Dome. Yeah, we're going to show them, right? Yeah, we're going to show your wife's yeah. tits. On the, on the, <laughs> All over the Tron at the Hoosier Dome. 
Ooh, the the staples on her stomach, Bobby said, whatever. But yeah, this match is insane. And when the magazine, yeah, (laughs) not from surgery. (laughs) I mean, maybe both. When the blood hits in this match, Uh like it's this whole match is intense. But when the blood hits, you're like, holy crap! And he's got Rick just looks insane. He's got the the way his hair is all crazy, and it's platinum blonde at this time. It adds a ton to it. And the fact that Macho Man was willing to go this far, and this was also 92 WWF, no blood was supposed to be around, and this was bright, bright. It was, it's awesome. I think it makes a ton of the match. I love when Ric Flair player bleeds, because it just, like you said, stands out like a sore thumb. His hair is bleach blonde, and it's just like, just goes like pink red. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> dripping down his face, and Speaking it's awesome. of, I was talking about like being, freaking out about blood getting on me. How about the end of the match, when Ric Flair kisses Liz when he's all bloody? Oh, like, gross. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So is that is that up there when Hogan uh, wipes his his bloody and his blood and sweat on an American flag? <laughs> gives it WrestleMania seven and gives it back to someone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Hulk Hogan bleeds red, white, and blue, so I figured he oh, thought you're right, he does. it would just be, <laughs> just blend right into the flag. Wow, that's a good one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get on his grid graces again and, and send them from a, from a Twitter. Not blocked by him, and just say you're hey. blocked by Hogan. Yeah, because I made that uh, made that comment, and he didn't like it. <laughs> you, he blocked hold, me. Hold on, time out, time. You said this. What did I? When did this happen? Well, we'll probably review WrestleMania seven two years ago. <laughs> Speaking of that, so WrestleMania seven, uh-huh. we we I we 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 did that a while ago. We need to do like a three hour insane match by match, second by second, intense look back at WrestleMania seven. And you got to be here in person for it. So we got to do Oh, for sure. Yeah. We will, we'll do that. We'll put that'll it on the be, list. Yes. That's going to be like a spring special or something. With Maybe the right Hogan before... Best Watch Along with the Legends House. <laughs> that's gonna, That's only going to be on Patreon. If we ever do a Patreon, it'll be us oh, okay. watching Hogan Knows Best, <laughs> Legends House, any wrestler, any wrestler, a TV show, yeah. movies, all that stuff. That's going to... Roads to the Top. Uh, I never watched that show. Neither have I. So we're going to watch all the terrible wrestling acting slash stuff and and reality shows if we ever do a patreon tough enough probably, too those are good yeah all right well we we have enough we have a hard enough time getting the show out true <laughs> true anyway, true, so. true that's right but we'll get there maybe maybe if i uh win we'll the lottery or something and then yeah, we'll i'll win the lottery hey. yeah exactly so we'll put that out there maybe okay. two two bucks a month or something would you guys pay for that let us know ppw podcast on twitter <laughs> so yeah that this is one of my favorite matches of all time and i think the blood really Helps. And I think it would have been a great match anyway, but it really kicks it into gear, I think, for sure, when that happens. Yeah. And also, what's I don't know if this matters, but the Hoosier Dome is the dome that's where the light goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. So it's so bright in the place. There's no spotlight, dingy style, but you could see everything. It's great. I think we'll go to your match now. We're going to do my controversial opinion now. So Bret Hart versus Piper. Mania see, 8, I, I, same I, knew match. That, I knew that was going to be the one. Because I didn't I, see the point in that blood either. Yeah, it didn't need to... This wasn't a blood feud. No. You know? But it, I will say it was cool, or, you know, whatever. But it didn't need it. Do you think so? You didn't, obviously don't think I so. I don't think so. because Well, I like the match itself, obviously, just for the, for the match. Um, the blood, you know, there is a lot of blood in it. But I thought the big story was Piper, you know, teetering on being a heel or being a face, being a heel at sometimes being a face, like cheating and then, you know, trying to get on good graces with, with Brett too. And then when he goes out for that ring belt, he's like just bright in like hot heel, just hot rod Piper, just wanting to bash his brains in. And then he, then he listens to the crowd, you know, he's, he puts the ring belt down and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that to me was maybe, the story. I mean, maybe the blood story psychology I'm thinking is. He was so like, oh, look at this guy. He's already all bloody. Like, I can't do this. Maybe if Brett wasn't bleeding, he would have he would have hit him with the bell. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. Like, feel more sympathy for him because he's bleeding. He's he's hurting. Yeah, that of course is. <laughs> do, do I have to bash his brains in with with his ring belt too? That's the famous um, the famous pay per view where Flair got in trouble for bleeding, but Brett didn't because Brett's like, yeah, you know, we. Uh, we uh we, we did such a good job and they they couldn't prove it where we we cut myself so I didn't get fined and Ric Flair did he's a piece of shit and he couldn't wrestle it's like wait what oh, Brett he has to add that in at the end he's a he piece of shit he couldn't wrestle <laughs> but they're friends now I guess I don't know yeah 
See, Ric Flair is all pissed off. He's like, no one from WWE called me about my divorce. He's been divorced six times. Like, after yeah. the third one, like, all right, you don't get a phone call anymore. <laughs> I think he just likes the attention. Good for him. Love the nature boy. Yeah. He's all goofy and crazy. And I really thought, I thought really thought this one was going to be the one. Did you see the video? She, she was with him when he was in the hospital. She stood yeah. by him all those years. She's Fifi. Come she's on. a video of him doing like karaoke dancing at Hogan's beach shop with some yeah. girl. And she's no, totally. That was, that was Brooke, wasn't it? No. Well, I, thought she, some... I thought he was dancing with Brooke. I don't, I don't think so. Whatever it was, she was definitely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh God, this guy with his chains. She's like, come on, Uncle Rick. He gigs himself. He makes himself bleed. Very <laughs> karaoke. Oh, man. So anyway, we got two matches, same show. One, blood needed. Second, blood not needed. No. For sure. You're right. Yeah, man. All right. I'm going to pick another one of mine here really quick. All right. And this is one that I told you to watch today because you're like, I didn't watch it. So this is Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog from In Your House 5 in 1995 for the WWF Championship mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And... The match itself is like a good match, but all of a sudden there's a part where when Bret first starts bleeding, the blood is just pooled on the yeah. blue mat outside. And yeah, like, he gets oh. he gets tossed headfirst into the the ring steps, and then mm-hmm. the camera pans away. He probably you know, what do you call it? Gigged himself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I had the I had the razor blade under my lip, and I you know they, they didn't see me do it. <laughs> and he just turns around, it's just like blood just like pouring out like a bucket. It's a pool, and yeah. then also if you notice there's. Jim Cornette must have walked in it because, like, there's blood footprints. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to slip in it because it was all over the outside. It was all over Bulldog's tights. It was all over Bulldog's chest and arms. <laughs> Just, it was over the at, mat. Anything he white didn't stop, was, right? like, pink. No. Wasn't that match awesome with the, with that added, like, blood? You're like, oh, a- shit. After it started to pick up because, honestly, the first 10 minutes yeah. was, like, nothing but rest holds. I'm like, sure. a skip. Skip, yeah, skip. exactly. And then I see a little drop kick, little this, little throw in the buckle, headlock, rest hold, rest hold. But yeah, once it picked up, it got really good. But I wish they would not keep showing uh, Diane on the side because she's just like Diana, cold, yeah. just like staring. She's like, hmm. hmm. Oh, you know, she's like, thinking, come on, come on, Davy. Like, oh, come know, on, you should have more excitement than that. Um, Davy boy. Um, you know, she was in so many. She was in this storyline. She was in the storyline with yeah. Brett and oh, uh, Brett and uh, Bulldog at SummerSlam 82. She was in the storyline with Shawn Michaels, Beware a Dog, mm-hmm. where Shawn Michaels told her, Do not flatter yourself, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, man. But yes, definitely check this match out. And I think everyone kind of remembers this as being a good match. But I don't, I, I remember being a great match. And then I watched it like, Holy crap, this is way more blood than I remembered. Yeah. And it's insane how much is on there. And it, this is one again where like you said, if it was just a regular match, like, okay, this is fine. But the fact that David Boy had like white and red, white, and blue tights on, so it was stained in the blood mat. And yeah, the King crowd said that uh, the tights that Bulldog was wearing was the same ones that he wore at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. You know, they're, good, they're good luck tights. Sure. Do you think he still, I mean, his kids still have them? That'd be we, awesome we, if we they did. find on Twitter. Yeah. Is it Georgia? Georgia Smith? Yeah. She yeah. follows me. Uh, she also DM'd me once. She's like, hey, could you uh, support something? She asked me to like vote for Hall of Fame or something. I'm like, whatever. It might have been a bot, but either way. Yeah. All right. If those were on display at the Hall of Fame, like the dried up blood, why yeah. not? Or in the Access, WWE Access, WrestleMania, whatever mm-hmm. it is, definitely check that out. So go watch this one. Bret Hart, British Bulldog, In Your House 5, lots of blood. And the crowd in Philadelphia shouting, he's hardcore, he's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I did see that at the beginning. Well, not at the beginning, when he started bleeding. Yeah, good for them, guys. Yeah, I saw good. one guy saying I uh, had an ECW shirt on. He was talking about Hulk still rules. <laughs> like, what was that all about? <laughs> Maybe he did, man. He loved him in the WCW. Yeah. What do you got? What's another one you want to talk about? Um, the one I really liked is the uh, championship first blood end of an era match where it was Steve Austin versus Undertaker. Um, but leading up to this. When Vincent, was this? What was the uh, pay Fully loaded, 99, first blood okay. match, uh, yep, July yep. 25th, 1999. Yeah. Uh, Vince said leading up to this that if Stone Cold loses, he would never get another title shot. If Undertaker loses, Mr. McMahon would leave the WWF forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty good. End of an era, either loses, uh, Stone Cold loses or Vince loses. You know, something's, something significant going to happen here. Yeah. Um, a lot of the footage leading up to it was Undertaker beating the shit out of Austin, you know, getting them all bloodied, Vince coming down, picking up the blood and like, dragging it in uh, Austin's blood and signing the contract with blood, you know, just to kind of make this whole thing like an actual like blood match. Right. Um, and I think it was heat and the beginning of the pay-per-view, like stone cold was busted open. He was wearing a bandage on his head. 
uh, Undertaker was busted open, and it was just like, who's going to bleed first? Because these are like fresh wounds and stitched up stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that was like the big part of the story, too. So just all the back and forth and getting hit in the head, like, oh, is he bleeding yet? Is he bleeding yet? Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> you know, we didn't get a lot of blood until like later in the match, and it was really good. I, I thought this one needed the blood because, I mean, Stone Cold bleeds good. Undertaker is always good at bleeding, so... Stone Cold. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, you bleed good. <laughs> yeah, but you got to gig yourself sometimes for the business. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about, Steve? He's talking to himself. Yeah. But the just the intensity that these guys had, you know, I missed the Attitude Era, you know, for stuff like this. You know, mm-hmm. to, well, going out in the, uh, the the arena and fighting with the fans. Well, not with the fans, but among the fans. Using the electrical wires and wrapping around people's throats and, you know, all that stuff was kind of fun. So fully loaded 99. The first blood matches, I guess we don't, we don't have that many on here, but those are fun. And I kind of, AEW could probably do a first blood match. They haven't done one in a while. Or yeah. probably, I, I don't remember the last, the last first blood match, but I do always remember watching them being concerned. Like, what if there's an accidental blood? Like, what if they do a spot that's not supposed to bleed, but the guy's bleeding and then they screw up? You know, right, and it's like, oh, you lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they kind of covered for it in the uh, Stone Cold versus Kane match from King of the Ring '98, where Jr. Mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, the referee is saying there's not going to be any cuts or scrapes. You're going to have to be gushing blood to be a lose this first blood match." Oh, okay, oh, so it's just a little cut and a scrape. Got away with it. Yeah, there was what game was it? I think it was WWF Attitude for PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the first blood match. But what was weird about that is like you would bleed on your arm or like weird stuff like that. <laughs> bleed out your leg. <laughs> I also loved in the revenge game, the for N sixty four, when you would bleed, your guy would like he would like grab his hand, look at his hand and go, Oh, and like fall over. Such mm-hmm. a great little animation. It was good stuff. Good stuff, man. Pow. So the the end of this match I, I do like because Shane ends up coming out. Um the rock comes out. It's just all this, like the big melee towards the end of it. But then, you know, Jr. you know, everything kind of gets cleaned up and Austin taker kind of fighting way their way back up the ramp and they're focused on Vince. He's making all these sad facials like only Vince can do. <laughs> and Jr. is like, it's an end of an era that, that Vince McMahon is going to have to leave the company that his grandfather started. And I'm like, Oh man, what's it going to be like without Vince McMahon? But he never left. <laughs> <laughs> he was back by WrestleMania, wasn't he? Yeah. Stipulations didn't really matter. Or SummerSlam. In the, in the WWF. So they didn't really matter. Yeah. Another one we, we both watched was Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker Hell in the Cell 2002. Mm-hmm. Had you seen this match before I told you to watch it? No. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. Like a young Brock and Taker going back at it, back and forth with it. I'm like, this is pretty good. And Undertaker bleeds like a mother. Like it's crazy. Oh, yeah. He does. He is he covered. Does. He's thinking, I gotta put, gotta put <clears throat> this kid over. You know, prove I'm the I'm the American badass or what? That's a terrible Undertaker. But whatever. He he's got to put Brock over to be this destroyer, and he did, man. And Brock's bleeding too. And this but, is but one, he's got he's got his broken hand in the in the cast. Like that plays a big part in this. Like you can't lift if your hand's broken. You can't do a lot of things if your hand's broken. Mm-hmm. And Brock Lesnar just just targets it he's stomping on it he's whacking it with chairs he's he's ripping the cast off you know trying to get to this vulnerable part of undertaker and you know that throughout the whole match like that's that's really the point of it also and then you got Heyman, you know he Heyman's hangman <laughs> hangman Heyman <laughs> he comes in gets hung up through the through the cage with his tie and you know gets bounced off the uh, from the outside to the inside with uh, undertaker pulling him back and forth with the tie uh, it, it was a good, fun match. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different things happening, which I liked for sure. It was great to watch, and mm-hmm. again, one I don't, I don't know. Maybe people have gone back to watch Brock's first run since he's come back, but he's been back since 2012. So he's yeah. been abroad for 10 years now, which is crazy to think about. And it's been back for about 10 years now, and. His first run, I wasn't really watching week to week. It was kind of it was pretty much faded out of the WWFs, the Ruthless Aggression era. I like going back to watch this stuff. He was legit. I do remember Brock being the next. I remember him being hyped up for sure. And that's when I kind of stopped watching. But he's is awesome. And this match is definitely one to check out. Undertaker versus Brock. I think it's yeah, this, No Mercy. This, this was a time. Yeah, it was No Mercy 2002. Um, yeah, this was a time I kind of faded out too. But then with the... Um, the ruthless aggression stuff on, on Peacock. I'm like, you know what? That's you know, all this stuff is cool. So I want to go back and kind of watch this stuff, which you know I kind of have here and there. But 
yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's like discovering something that I never knew existed. Like, I was kind of aware of it, but when I would watch stuff on TV, it might be like Paul London and Brian Kendrick, or it might be uh, Rey Mysterio here and there. It's just, I don't know, a lot of different things that like didn't like draw me in as, mm-hmm. as much as it probably should have, but I had other things going on, and it, it's nice that I missed that part because I can go back and like relive it if I, if I need to. It's also kind of crazy <laughs> that like this is, that's like an era people are nostalgic for now because we're just getting older. So yeah. we're nostalgic for like, you know the the word early nineties WWE WrestleMania seven. <laughs> I wonder if it's ever going to be topped. <laughs> Probably not, right? We're, so, we're, yeah. we're the boomers of wrestling. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. Yeah. You want to talk but, about your? Well, I, I, I just like when Lesnar get, he climbs on top of this Hell in a Cell at the end of this match, and he's like, he's the man. Like he's up there. He's holding a big title. He's a big beast up there, and he just defeated the Undertaker. Like mm-hmm. how cool is that? It is pretty sweet. It's a it's a it's a visual, and I can yeah. see what they were going for, and they definitely get it. it looks like mm-hmm. freaking King Kong at the top of the cage. <laughs> Mighty Joe Young, maybe a little more intense than Mighty Joe. I'd say. All right, all I'd right. say he's King Kong. Peter Jackson's King Kong, not Godzilla versus Kong. Gotcha. Okay. Um, um, I, I think we talked about this one before, but it's just bears repeating like just how good this match was this is uh starcade 85 the i quit steel cage match uh nwa us title match magnum ta against tully blanchard all right so i rewatched this one today <clears throat> not mm-hmm. as big a fan as you are i think of this match so let's talk about why you like it so much uh i just like the the old the old style of it and yeah magnum ta was I mean, now I now I guess not now that I get older, like I can tell, like oh, he has a good look or she has a good look, like mm-hmm. more from like a, a talent <laughs> scout the Booker, observation the Booker type. Man. <laughs> yeah, the Booker man, like Magnum Ta, he had a good look, and I I never really acknowledged that or realized it when I heard about it, even in magazines. Magnum Ta, and I remember hearing about the crash and all that stuff, and he's going to be the next Hulk Hogan or was supposed to be, and I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I cared that he got in a car crash, but you know I didn't believe any of the hype of it, and. Now that I'm watching, I'm like, man, he really could have been. Like, he was big. He he, he had a look to him. And and just the match with Tully Blanchard and going back and forth and Blanchard with uh, Baby Doll. And, you know, and... He uses the uh, the chair as, like, a to stab <clears throat> him in the head with it, basically. They're yeah, so... That. Right. So, at the end of it, like, they're going back and forth with, um, you know, choking each other and all this kind of stuff. And I see a chair get thrown in. Back in them days, they weren't the, you know, the metal chairs. They were, like, the the wooden folding chairs that had the slats and the seats and all that kind of stuff. And I saw this chair fly up and over into the ring. And for a second, I'm like, who the hell threw that in there? But it was Baby Doll. (laughs) And then, you know, the chair breaks as it comes in. And and Tully grabs, like, a piece of it and, like, straddles, like... um, Magnum T on his back and just like the old classic movies, someone's trying to stab him in the eye and he's like pushing back and it's like half of an inch from the eye. <laughs> like this is so cool. Um, it TA, is. It is pretty intense. I don't know. I just to me, it just seemed like there was no build up to <clears throat> them being busted. It was just like a straight up. Oh, we're going to kill each other now. Mm-hmm. You know, which I guess I would probably understand more if I was more up to date in uh, weekly NWA stuff and yeah. the, their syndication shows and kind of understanding this feud. But I didn't really get it. I, I wasn't. I didn't get it. So I don't know if I need to know the buildup. I think I just acknowledged. Oh, there was a big buildup to this. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they grabbed the mics, they're like, "Do you give up?" Pop, bop, bopping the, the bopping the microphone on. That's top always of the heads fun. I always love hearing that. the hearing the, uh, the microphone pop. That happened a couple times. So I'm like, this is you know a lot of different things happening, which I like in matches like this. If it was just like straight up, just like wrestling and rest holds and 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 you know, getting thrown into the side of the steps and started bleeding. It, it's not that interesting to me, but just a lot of different thing happening is, is fun. Yeah. And it, the fact that it was an I quit match is another cool wrinkle to it, I guess, because it's a, I quit steel cage match, mm-hmm. which is kind of different. You know, I wanted, have they, has there been another, I'm sure there has been, but this is clearly the most famous one. This is the one everyone talks about. It's, yeah. it's a thing for sure. It's awesome. Oh, what's another one? You, uh, let's talk about another one you had on your list here, which was the Sting Squadron versus Dangerous Alliance Wrestle War '92 War Games match. We got to have a War Games on there. Got to. They're all about the the blood and guts and the blood. And it, it's hard. This to is find just a great good, match. It, I it mean, is. the blood helped, but just an awesome match. It is. And, and just the participants themselves. You see it on paper. You're like, I'm sold. <laughs> you, you got. Uh, 
Polly's Dangerously Dangerous Alliance. You got Rick Rude, Steve Austin, Art Anderson, Larry Zabisco, and Bobby Eaton. Um, I guess WCW had to be more to, to, to get the Zabisco and Eaton part of it, but just the other three guys. And you got Medusa, and you got Polly. Like that's a that's a hell of a group right there. Yeah. And you got uh, Steamboat, Sting, uh, Nikita Koloff, who was like a big rival of Sting, you know, decided to side with him in yeah. this Dangerous Alliance match. So you weren't sure if they were going to be able to get along if they were in the same ring together. You know, later on, they'd high five each other that, you know, they're, they're going to be covering each other's asses. So. Be pals, buddies. Just even for this moment. It doesn't have to be, you know, ongoing thing. But, you know, for now, we're going to we're going to. We're going to fight together, back to back, side I'm, to side. I've never been a big War Games match fan, but this is just a great match, period. And there is a lot of blood in it. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't think it needs it, but I think it would feel, I guess I'm going to contradict myself here, because I think it would feel incomplete without it. Because right. you can't have a War Games without blood, you know? Right. I guess WWE's kind of done it with their NXT War Games stuff, but there's no roof on it. It's a little bit different. Yeah, I do like this because um, Sting, I forget who he press slams, but he kind of just presses. Was it uh, Rick Rude? He, he picks him up like in mm-hmm. the press slam and just bounces him off the top of the cage, like <laughs> like picks him up and bounces him in the top of the cage a couple times. Um, it was cool that Wyndham bled, um, Rhodes bled. It was to get these big, you know, bright blonde guys, yeah. you know, bleeding and getting the old flare effects. So basically the rules, if you got blonde hair, you gotta, you gotta cut yourself. Yeah, Sorry. You have to, cause it shows off so much. And, and the countdowns and the, uh, Michael Capetta, like saying 15 seconds left. And it just adds, a, left just, adds a lo- <laughs> just adds a lot of good excitement. And the, the crowd's like 10, nine, you got aspects of a rumble there. You got next participants. And mm-hmm. Then you got people outside or uh, dangerously is out there strategizing. Oh, who's going to go in next? And they're all like huddled up together. He's like, all right, let's, let's get, let's get these guys. <laughs> like this is war. <laughs> <laughs> this is war. War games. Like, what was it? Regal always says it. War games. And everyone goes nuts. He's going to say it. Say it. say it. Let the war games begin. Yeah, man. This is something we can. This is something I want to touch on briefly. It's kind of the back-to-back JBL bloody brawls he had with Eddie Guerrero and John Cena. Mm-hmm. The Eddie Guerrero ones, I think, pretty famous because he supposedly cut himself too deep and was breathing all over the place. That one was like match. It, that one was where I was uncomfortable watching it. <laughs> how much blood there was. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I know you. But told you've me to seen watch it. pictures, right? I've, yeah, I've seen pictures of it. But yeah, it, it's, it's not like I've seen the match to like kind of pinpoint where it all started and how uh-huh. bad it was. But it's just too much. It's yeah. too much blood for me. The same thing the next year with Cena. And I think the reason for the Cena match with JBL is they need to give him a bit of an edge. Because he was still popular in 2005, but he was still kind of the rapper guy. You know, and he's in this yeah, feud the chain gang, baby. Yeah. Still kind of in this feud. And it did help him. But he's just... I thought that was a really good match. It was. JBL. I know, it, I, don't, I know you don't like JBL, but I do. You do? Do you like what? JBL or... Act no, like I, JBL. No, I like I like JBL. The stockbroker coming out with the with the Longhorn limo and his cabinet. And, you know, I, I like that guy. You like that guy? <laughs> okay. I like the clothesline from hell. I like his attitude. Um, yeah, I like I mean, just everything that he does. Like I like it. I like the his APA. commentary. Come on, man, commentary. JBL. Just, com- they're having fun, Maggle. His commentary <laughs> Mag- sucks. Maggle. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's Justin Hawk uh, Bradshaw. Like I mean, uh, Blackjack, Brad, the new Blackjacks, clearly uh, just superstar. Sure I, sure, I like them. I like them. Man, I never knew you were such a big Jibble fan, big JBL <laughs> fan. Look at you. Of course I am. Yeah, but that but match yeah, that... Is, is definitely to make Cena be something. And I guess it may have accomplished it by using all that blood, but whew, it was it was a bit much. See, this is the other thing, too. Sure, there's a lot of blood, but when they go out to the side and that uh, truck that Cena comes out on when they're fighting up there, <laughs> Cena's, like, breaking the doors off the hinges of this car. Uh, the CO2 tank on top of that thing, he's, like, bounces off that, almost hits him in the head. Um, DDT on the truck bed, smokestack, all this kind of stuff that just, like, adds more to the match for me is, is fun. Yeah. But everything that he gave to JBL, like, he starts walking towards him with that busted... Um, uh, the longhorn thing off his bumper, right? 
No, it's that big rig, like that semi where they, yeah, 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 they yeah, blow yeah, the smoke talking. out. Like he yeah. rips that off and starts walking towards him. And JBL's like, I quit, I quit, I quit. He's like, you got to be smart. You got to be smart. No one to quit. I'm like, what? <laughs> you said you would never quit. Yeah, but then Cena hits him with it anyway. He does. <laughs> so that was the he point. Does. So really, Cena's the jerk in this match. Nah, that's, that's, that's Cena getting his chain gang on his side. With the double double word life. With the, the double, double fist word life. With the, with the pinkies out. Sure. You got to have fists. the pinkies out. Pinkies yeah. out like you're sipping tea. No, no, no. That's pinkies up. <laughs> you know a lot about like lot Sienna hand etiquette for some for some reason. I do. Uh, we could talk about Mick Foley a little bit, and he's a guy that who has had a bunch. <laughs> of, talking about blood matches, and you mentioned Mick Foley. Come on, he's had a ton of them. Oh I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Cactus mankind, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like he's. Not I don't when I think of blood matches he's not the first that comes to mind and I think again it becomes comes to his look because he's got the long dark hair yeah. so it's not as intense it's definitely there when he's covered in it you know and especially in those Japan matches that they show highlights of and yeah and all that but and of course the Rock remember the Rock Mankind match from Rumble ninety nine where he beats the hell out of him with a chair mm-hmm. he's just his hair is just soaked in blood. But maybe maybe really if see he it. wore a white T-shirt instead he does of the black shirts, yeah, well, he wears true. a white T-shirt. Well, he we, later on he did like his King of the Ring match. He's got the white uh, button Dre- up. little dress shirt. Yeah, yeah. But even that, you know, you think of the blood in his mouth, like a mouth, like a mouthful of blood. You don't think mm-hmm. of like him cutting his forehead bleeding type of thing. No, uh, I think the match you had to one to look at was the was the Triple H Mankind No Way Out Hell in the Cell. Was that it? Yeah, yeah. That's one where he's. There's a lot, and I think more. That's more so Triple H than Cactus Jack Mankind. I thought that. Well, a lot of people thought the pairing with these two was just like perfect, and I, I think to this day, like Triple H and, and Mick Foley, they, they're still friends, you know, because they they shared blood, brother. They shared blood, and it was like they were like I think they helped each other out, like when Triple H was trying to get over, and you know, mm-hmm. Mick Foley helped him, and Mick Foley's, you know. Ugly McFoley had to hide him under a mask. You know, he's like, okay, well, now this is hardcore stuff. We got ECW stuff, and now we mm-hmm. got to up our game here. And, you know, he helped him out with a lot of that. And it, it, I mean, all of his matches with Triple H I thought were good. Um, this one, probably my favorite one, just because it's it's the hell in the cell. There's a lot of just tacks and blood and, and barbed wire bats and mm-hmm. chairs, just everything. And again, it just comes back to like how many different things are happening in a match that for me to find it enjoyable instead of like kind of zoning out or finding it boring. What do you think is the, when you're watching any type of match, hardcore, no rules, whatever, and something happens, what's the most like, uh, like makes you like cringe moment. And one of those matches, uh, chair shots at the top of the head. Okay. Like just big whacks on the head. Like that just makes me cringe. Um, I don't know. I guess it's, you know, we've seen so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody, uh, maybe like when barbed wire gets kind of like, you could see it get stuck like yeah. in a shirt or a skin and they pull it out and you see the skin pulling with it. You know, something like that is cringy. Um, not for really me, a lot. It's, it's the thumbtacks for me. Is it? I, I think that's like the, <laughs> the, that's like the most baby stuff. Well, because the initial, and honestly, it's that. Maybe it's, on the forehead or something. No, on the, like a no, sh- if guys who have no shirt on, <laughs> oh, like okay. edge getting slammed yeah. into it, you know? It's all in their back. And then like some of them fall, you see all the dots, a little blood, because you've, you've like pricked your thumb with a thumb attack for like, ow, that hurt. Imagine yeah. like a million of those. <laughs> what I think more of, which is funny because I'm a weirdo and notice these things, is when the ref has to like, count on yeah. those thumbtacks, like, you uh, know his hand's hitting one of those. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I guess what I think of is is the the old trick of laying on a bed of nails. So if you're laying on a thousand nails, nothing really like stabs you, right? Because yeah, but you're getting, you're just, not getting you, no, 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 you're not no, getting no. slammed into the bed of nails. You're just laying onto, no but, one's but, laying but, onto but, thumbtacks. But, but I think it hurts less <laughs> if, but, you, if you're getting slammed on a thousand thumbtacks instead of like you know ten. All right, if you had to take one of these moves. Chair shot to the top of the head. Nope, never. Barbed wire to My the arm. My head would be dead. No, let him. me let me finish. <laughs> Chair shot to the top of the head. Actually, you have a you have a special case. We won't use that. Okay, well, we'll you say, could use it. No, because you anybody's head would be dented in with a chair shot. You already top. have, but you already have a dent in your head. So that's you, sure. Okay. You need that. All right, so we've got. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> we got off the rails here. So we got, we'll do barbed wire, like wrap, like somebody hitch, like wraps or it gets wrapped around your arm. Oh no. Thumbtack slam. Yeah. Let me finish. <laughs> you got to pick one. Thumbtack slam or, uh, slammed through like onto, uh, like the concrete, like a power bomb on the concrete. Oh man. What, what do you light, taking? Light tubes. <laughs> light tubes be bad too. I would, I would take. Well, I had light tubes. That you got all four of them. You take, take the light tubes. Really? Because I'm sticking with my uh, bed of nails theory. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> theory. <laughs> Is it? Yes. I don't think so. I think it applies. Like apples to apples. <laughs> People aren't getting choke slammed on your bed of nails. They're slowly laying down in them. True, but the nails are longer. <laughs> I think. Let me think. I, I I definitely wouldn't do the barbed wire. That's number one no, I'd yeah. say. And then I think I'd take the slam because I've been slammed before, mm-hmm. not like um, in wrestling moves, but just from like playing hockey or um, – Yeah. Because like in hockey, you kind of have shoulder pads, but nothing bad. Like I've gotten, I've gone down the ice full speed, collided, and then like, f- like basically flat backed down. And it hurts and you get the wind knocked out of you like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. But you're okay. <clears throat> Especially if you protect your head. Protect your neck. Yeah. Thumbtacks, man. Again, I'm just thinking, like, the initial slam's probably fine, but once you, like, roll over to get up and you put your hand down or something like that, like, oh, <laughs> it goes right, oh, right, right in your palm. Oh, man. Or they're, like, in between your thumb and your index finger. Think about that. Yeah, but I, I think if you're... I guess adrenaline plays a lot in all of these. Like one hundred percent, it hurts, it hurts you gotta, less. You got to think. But then the poor ref, hurt. the poor ref has to has to count to three. It gets it stuck in his hand. His <laughs> adrenaline is way down. Up. <laughs> well, I guess we could think about that too. Like, what is going to hurt the most when the adrenaline wears off? It's got to be the thumbtacks. I don't think so. Because you, you got holes in you. In you. <laughs> It, it could right. be. I mean, we're we're just in fantasy land right here. Yeah. All right. So you, I, what I, you I think this, I think the slam on the ground would hurt less after the uh, after it all uh, wears off. Yeah. But I don't want to get I don't want to get choke slammed into the into the cement. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go on, a, big... on. No, I'll go on a you know wrestling mat with with uh, thumbtacks over cement. So which one are you taking? What the do we thumbtacks. say? Thumbtacks. You're taking the thumbtacks. Okay. We're, neither of us are taking the barbed wire. We know that. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever feel like a fear of barbed wire as a kid? Like seeing it, um, like only, jumping only over when stuff? I, only when I pretended to escape prison. You know, I, I thought about it. There was places when I was a kid that had, uh, I think it was like a trucking yard that had a barbed wire fence, but not like the prison barbed wire, just kind of like the, think of it like just the... I guess the lines of barbed wire mm-hmm. where you can like reach, you can like long leg over it. So we used to do that to sneak in, but I would oh, always be paranoid. Yeah. Because you could, you could step over it, but I would yeah. be, always be paranoid. Like what if I slip and like, I'm going, you know, you're a what kid. What if it catches you got, your nuts? Well, you're a kid. You got those urban legends. You're like, oh, it's going to catch an art. It's so sharp. It will catch an artery and you will die. Like instantly. Oh yeah. That type too. Of thing. I think more oh. razor wire. I fear that. Okay. You've, any type of wire you're out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't want to catch my, my ball sack on it. So that's All my right. big fear. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Definitely get that. <laughs> Take my ball sack on. All right. I, I, I guess we can talk about my favorite one. Which oh, is you have a, which one? The Roddy Piper, Greg Valentine dog collar match. Oh, okay. And this is so timely because CM Punk challenged MJF to the dog collar match in the promo he said mgf will you be my valentine you're like oh <laughs> baby i rewatched this match i've seen this match before yeah it is so intense they beat the shit out of each other nothing's held back no they're bleeding all the time i think greg valentine and piper both said their necks were permanently damaged from it there's nothing like there's nothing i don't want to say fake there's nothing fake about it obviously no but it's just there's a point in the match where they go out to the, the the floor. You can see the people in the first few roads. People in the crowd are legitimately concerned. Mm-hmm. Their eyes. They were thinking like, oh my God, this isn't, like I know this is like bullshit fake wrestling, but this isn't supposed to happen type of thing. You know? Yeah, and when they when they start off, 
they they're both in their corners they both got the collars on it's a long chain and they both kind of like bow up and mm-hmm. they pull each other so it's like a tug of war with their necks like, like they're, they're, and they're human beings. We're not animals designed to have collars around us. No, and they're flex, like they're just so like tightly flexed and like pulling with all of their strength back, and you could see it. And I think when Piper gets an advantage, it gets close enough to him, he grabs the slack of the chain and he starts whipping. Uh, yeah, Valentine on the back. I'm like, holy shit! Because I mean, the announcers, I think it was um, it was Gordon Soley and someone else. I thought it was Bob Cottle. No, you're probably right. But anyway, just just the whole thing is like they're oh they could use this for that. They could do they could whip each other. They could wrap it around their necks or, or wrap it like nucks, and that's exactly what they did. Like throughout the match, and it's like, oh man. Well, the one part I really liked is um, Piper had backed uh, Valentine into the corner, like like he kind of trying to get the ten count of the punches, mm-hmm. but he wraps the chain around the ring post and then pulls it like a pulley. So so when Valentine starts to walk out, Piper just pulls it, and, he, and Valentine gets slung back into the um, into the turnbuckles. And I'm like, man, that's smart. Like, if I ever get into like a, a dog collar match, that's something I want to see. Well, not me personally, but I, I guess. Well, hey, Punk and MJF. And by the way, they. I, are I, one... I know Punk is like a big like. Um, well, he talks historian, about historian. So, t- yeah, and he he mentions Piper a lot in his promo on Dynamite. So if you get to watch it, check yeah. it out. So hopefully he does that to MJF. I mean, that'd be awesome to see because I mean, that was probably my most. I guess innovative, like oh, that's really cool. Like in real life, that's that's like something that physically looks like something that would be done, mm-hmm. and in like a street fight, you know, dirty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dirty street fights, mm-hmm. dog collar match. What if like two legitimate like friends in high school or not friends but enemies were like, we're gonna settle this fight in a dog, dog collar fight? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd go to that fight. The dog collar match is so much better than the strap match. Oh, yeah. I hate the strap match. Me Although too. you do have to touch the turnbuckle four times. You get to the fourth one and you get pulled away. You know, that's yeah, always, uh, that's always um, heartbreaker. <laughs> there's, there is some drama to it. I'll give them that. But mm-hmm. it's good stuff. It's it's awesome. And by the way, uh, the AEW pay-per-view revolution, they're showing it in movie theaters. Oh, yeah. And I uh, bought a ticket, so I'll text you. If you want to buy one next to me, you let me know. Go yeah, see I'd it. go to that. All right, Where's, cool. Where is it? What, what is Frankfurt. It? Oh, I like it. The nice theater, yeah. That's my so favorite. I think it was like 20 bucks a ticket, so it's not bad. It's not bad. And on the, on the big screen, put your feet up, get some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I might go to see a movie with my daughter. She's off school, and she's like, what do you want to see? I'm like, I don't care. Like, She's like, I don't care, and like, Sing 2 or something's playing. And she's already seen it, but hey, if I get popcorn, I'm in. It's all I need. It's all you need. For sure. So, I are, you a, are you a rewards member where you get like a free little popcorn? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> what do we say of course, of course retail for suckers that's right <laughs> you give me that free stuff so I actually uh, I bought the tickets for this <laughs> for me and actually my friend Pat you know Pat he wanted to go yeah just to, to the movie theater and I was like alright I'll buy the tickets and I looked and like I bought it and checked out and like it said total zero I'm like why is this zero it's like oh I had reward points look at that not so, bad yeah. not bad yeah, and my sister stuff. texted me probably about a month ago saying that she was there watching a, a football game. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, they have a playoff game here. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've gone to boxing matches and UFC fights before. It's pretty sweet. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a thing. You know, it's pretty cool. And you don't have yeah. to be. It's not like a movie theater. You have to be quiet to watch it. People are still chatting and talking, and it's pretty sweet. Definitely oh, that's check it nice. out. We will we'll make arrangements after we're done recording. I'll tell you which seat to buy. All right, we'll sneak in some beers and just have a good old Hell time. Hell yeah! We uh, what was it? One of the bo- big boxing fights. I met my coworker up there, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Do you want a beer?" I'm like, "Do I want a beer?" And, like I unzipped <laughs> my jacket and took out like a six pack. And put oh it down. man, you came prepared. You got to. You got to bring cargo shorts and get a jacket mm-hmm. with pockets and all that stuff. Yeah. In high school, one time, we pulled a prank at uh, Marcus, the movie theater by us, where we were obviously sneaking in food. It was like an obvious thing. Mm-hmm. But as they were like, they like told my friend, like, open up your coat. Like, we need to see what you're bringing in there. So it was like a box of macaroni and cheese, like a can of soup, <laughs> like perishable, non perishable stuff. The, yeah. guy, the look at the guy's face, like, you guys are fucking idiots. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good prank. But he had the good stuff in his pants. Yeah, right. So you don't check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yes, this dog collar match was my favorite of all the ones we watched for this. I don't think it's my favorite match involving blood of all time. Uh, that's probably going to be the Austin Bret Hart match from WrestleMania 13 because it's got that iconic image and all that. But we've talked about that a million times, but it's that and the 
Macho Man Ric Flair match, WrestleMania, two amazing matches involving blood, but this one's just yeah. insane and brutal, and it's it's that it's hard to watch, but in a good way, you know. Right. I, yeah, for me, it's it is that savage uh, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. um, and the one I never watched. I, I watched this one. I really liked it. Was that JBL and John Cena match? Like, it's I, great. And it was more that JBL was putting down Cena and his spinner title. And, you know, I'm the real wrestling champion here. People really want just the, this, the old school. Well, it wasn't old school, but for him it was. Yeah. A WWF champion, not that stupid spinner. And, you know, I'm going to make you quit. And, you know, I liked it. So thanks for recommending that one. Oh, yeah, man. Good stuff. Thanks for reminding me to watch the dog collar match. I haven't seen it in forever. I probably would have rewatched it in anticipation for this AEW pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But it's it was great. And there's lots of wrestling news going on in the world. There's Cody leaving AEW. There's Stone Cold might be coming back to wrestle. And there's, it's. Yeah, I've been reading that stuff. So I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. And then we got a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia on Saturday afternoon at like noon. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it's nuts. We'll see. We'll see. Goldberg. What if Goldberg beats Roman Reigns for the title? How crazy would that be? Well, that'd be awesome, I guess. (laughs) Hey, last time Goldberg beat the main superstar, the pandemic happened. So we can't be having that again. Goldberg's going to lose to end the pandemic officially. That's that. Because he beat the fiend. And then the next thing you know, got COVID-19 falling around the world. He started it all. He did. Damn Damn him to hell. That son of a bitch. As GR would say. (laughs) Yeah, but again, guys, these were just a handful of matches that we just liked and wanted to pick out. There's a ton more, and there's a ton more to talk about. Of course, there's one we missed, and we'll do another show in the future on this. But let us know some of your favorite matches involving blood, and if you like blood wrestling or if you don't, let us know on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Let Eric know, too. He's at Positively underscore Eric on Twitter. He's the Conan yeah, don't Crush forget man. to tag me. Yeah, don't forget to tag Eric. He's Although I do like how you'll be tagged in something and like four days later, like Eric, oh, Eric must have noticed this because he just responded or just, just <laughs> liked it or something like that. Hey, man, I, I, I'm not the most uh, Twitter active person, but, you know, when I, when I, sometimes I'll spend, you know, a week away, I'll kind of read through stuff. And then one day I'm just like going through everything, responding and, and tweeting and, you know, doing all that stuff. So you are the, the head man in charge of that stuff. Thanks. Well, you are the that. you are the Twitter aficionado, like Goldberg. Oh, no, no, no way, like Goldberg. Okay, if you say so. All right. Anything else before we wrap up? Anything else you want to chat about or any fun fun stuff? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of looking at figures online. <laughs> I swear I'm getting to the point to where I probably have too many figures that, because in my head, like when I, when I finally display these, it's going to look awesome. But you know, at some point, like it, it's got to be too much. <laughs> you got to get a big old house with just a figure room. I think that's where it's going to happen. What's going to have to happen. Okay. That's what, that's your plan. Yeah. I got, okay, a, I, like it. I got a big house, <clears throat> a big like figure it. room. You have to move to like Manuka or something to be able to afford a house that big. So nah, I'll move to Tennessee. Is that your plan? No. <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> down that bullshit. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm staying local. Midwest for life. For life. Where we just had a big snowstorm today. That's fine. It finally stopped. But then what's funny is it's going to be 47 degrees this weekend, so it's all going to melt again. So I like that. How were you with the flooding? I didn't Snow melting. I was okay. It, luckily, it melted over time. I was okay with it. Nothing. Yeah. And plus, I live on a hill, on the top of a hill. So oh, perfect. <laughs> I think it's... You're, you're laughing at everybody downhill. You're like, <laughs> yeah. No, it was okay. Luckily, there wasn't, wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad out here. We're okay. Yeah, I was driving so. home from work yesterday, and you know, it was like 50-something degrees, and all the snow mm-hmm. was melting. I'm driving through some residential streets just as yeah. quicker, quicker to get home. Yeah. And all those streets are flooded. <laughs> well, like, a lot damn. of that's because the sewers are backed up with like leaves and debris, and no one's clearing them out. You got to clear that, that shit out, man. That's what I was looking for. I'm like, where is the, the drain on the street? And I didn't mm-hmm. see anything. So either that's some bad uh, planning, or it was hiding under a, a, lo- a bunch it's of snow your, or ice or something. Not your problem. Something no, it's else. not my problem. It's just... I was curious as I was driving through and water was splashing up on the sides of my car. <laughs> I hear you. Definitely hear you on that. I'm going to have to I think I might shovel the driveway now because it stopped snowing. So I won't have to do it in the morning. Might do that tonight. Okay. I'll snow blow it this morning. Uh, and then tomorrow morning. Yeah. I, so my snow blower broke. It didn't break, but uh, what happened was a rock got jammed in the gear, like the mm. perfect spot. And like I t- was trying to, I'm like, I don't want to take this whole thing. I would have to take the whole thing apart to get it out. Yeah. So I'm like, what can I do? And then I had an idea. 
And I was like, I remember, I'm like, what did Andy use in the Shawshank Redemption? I'm like, oh, yeah, he used a little <laughs> chisel. So I went to Lowe's and bought one. Mm-hmm. And, like, I hammered it out just enough. And, like, it was, I was like, bang, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, man, it must take an Andy forever. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> and when it popped out, like, it was like, oh, yes. I came in and showed, like, I got this out. Gave it to Penny. Like, put this in your rock collection. It was glowing. <laughs> it was so magical. It's such a satisfying thing when you either fix something or get something stuck that's out it's it, oh like, yeah it's awesome you know what else is really satisfying when you're working a thousand piece puzzle and you finally get two pieces <laughs> together you're like hell yeah all right i like it i like it for sure no so, you don't i've been doing those lego art things those have you seen those the ones where they kind of give you a step-by-step on putting them together well yeah where it's basically <clears throat> uh a bunch of little dot Legos and then oh, okay. like, they make uh, use you back up, makes a picture. So I got all the Beatles. Oh, it takes a long time. Nice. It takes a long time to do, but I've got two of them done and they look pretty sweet and I've got two more to go, but it takes a long time, but it, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Those, those are nice. I remember, um, a buddy of mine, it was, had to have been like in high school or right after high school. He had this Darth Vader helmet made out of Legos. I'm like, man, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as time goes by, you find out that there's all these Lego kits and stuff. And I'm like, that'd be nice to have, like, to do. And, you know, I, I've gotten some over time and put things together. Like, it's a good, like, almost like a de-stressor or yeah. just kind of occupy your time. And I guess using your brain and, like, you know, kind of figuring things out. And I don't yeah, like, know. They're just, like Legos like are that. just so expensive, though, too. They are. That's everything that's crazy about them. So. Yeah. So I, I picked up a puzzle. You know, I, I remember I did puzzles before, and the last one I did was I forgot what the name of it, it was like Humphrey Bogart, Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe sitting in a cafe. It's it's a famous scene, mm-hmm. um, and I remember we finished it, and I'm like, man, this looks so cool. Like I want to frame it, and uh, my ex-wife is like, oh, we, we just take it apart and redo it. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that was kind of the topic where we left it. Like I wanted to frame it, she wanted to like uh, not want to frame it. And I remember like a couple of days went by and it was like, and you got divorced over the, no, 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 puzzle. no, no, it, it, that wasn't it. But it was just like, oh, I really wanted to frame it. So I've always wanted to like to frame stuff that I like did puzzles with. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do with this Frankenstein one. It's going to be a 20 by 28. So Whoa, hopefully, jeez, yeah, 5,000 pieces. How much is this? It says it's a thousand pieces. That's a lot. Yeah. So I've got, I guess the trick is to do the borders. I mean, that's just what I've been taught. Mm-hmm. So I try to do the borders first and then, you know, try to do anything with lettering and try to get all that stuff together and just kind of go from there. So we'll, we'll see this how it is, goes. This is now the positively puzzled <coughs> podcast. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. That's on the today, end of the show. On today's no. show, we're going to be talking about puzzles. Welcome to Puzzle Talk. I'm sure there's yeah. a puzzle podcast. There where has you, to be. Where you can get Mod Podge and kind of seal it and then you got to find the right type of frame to showcase Why do you got to talk quiet? Why can't be like like, extreme puzzles <laughs> boom 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 exactly. puzzle mania all right i like it that'd all be right. awesome all right we're gonna wrap up the show for this week on that we're just about an hour in here and this has been a fun show talking all about our favorite hey blood thanks matches. for spending an hour with us yeah man awesome stuff thanks guys and girls for listening as always find all of our past shows for free Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, Positively Processing Podcast, subscribe will be there for you. If you don't want to use an app, just go to SoundCloud. We're on there as well. You can stream from that website. If it's at your desktop or laptop or whatever you got. And as always, support the show just by telling a friend about us and continue to listen. So we appreciate everyone that sticks with us. We have gaps in shows and it's it's fun to do. And it is a lot of, it's, it's work. It's not a lot of work, but we do put effort into it. So we appreciate everyone that listens and, and takes the time to give us feedback and interacts with us. Really appreciate that. We appreciate all of our podcast buddies, especially ones that were nice enough to come on and be special guests over the, over the past, you know, couple months, Eric and Barry over the doing the favor podcast. They do two shows a week. Go follow them. Follow our friends uh, Joe and Quinn at the Our Vantage Point Podcast at OVP Podcast, Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the original longest-running episodic wrestling figure podcast going. Follow them at Fully Posable. They do a fun show. Uh, it's really, there's wrestling figure podcasts out there, and obviously everyone knows about the, the Major Brothers Podcast and all that, which is fine, and if you like that one, that's cool. That's a cool podcast, but the Fully Posable one is definitely more of a, just a straight-up fan. We're just two-fan wrestling figure collector podcast. It's it's a different perspective. It's They're both mm-hmm. cool shows, but it's different, and there's a, there's full shows like the Chick Foley Show, which is also a fan show, where they talk about figures, and uh, there's the TB Toy Cast, which is a cool show to check out as well. And then uh, check out our friends at the Ringside Podcast, which just talked with Daniel Spencer. Um, he's 
booked like crazy at WrestleMania weekend. He's like, uh, I'm not booked. I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not booked. Like I'm beyond the ring. But he's uh, he's good booked there as well. The Ringside Podcast. Uh, our friends over Justin Summers at the Wrestling Cheers Podcast. They do a lot of AIW stuff, wrestling interviews. Follow them as well. Uh, Raw's Nitro Pod. Lee over there down in Australia does a show. Uh, check out our friends over at the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. They do an awesome show with Breaker and Bane. It's just a fun show. And they also do the uh, Breaker does the side project. You know it's fake, right? Which I've been on. Other wrestling Twitter circle have been on. So follow all those podcasts. And I know there's a lot of options out there. I don't listen to every show every week. But I try to catch up when I can. So give these fan-made podcasts a chance. Just give them one or two episodes. And you might like them. And most of them don't have ad reads or anything like that. So go check them out and support podcast buddies and our friends. I highly recommend them. Go check them out. Anything else, Eric? Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just reading some rumors, you know, rumors and innuendo on um, online. I'm just reading. Okay, well, no spoilers. Re- I think no it's spoilers. WrestleTalk.com. No spoilers, just... Meltzer. Well, look, it says Daniel Di- Danielson denies crying at the end of Old Yeller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was posted four hours ago. So right. I'm gonna Thank you, that. everyone, for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Eric, for coming on. This is a fun show. We will see you next week. Bye.